great episode for you here, which will include our NFL mock draft for this coming April 23rd's NFL mock draft for this coming April th- uh, 23rd's NFL draft. We will have draft news, draft summary, and all the weekly news from this past week in sports. Even though there aren't many other sports news, even though there isn't much other sports news right now, we will continue to keep you updated on all news, but this episode will be mainly centered around all of our NFL mock draft stuff and giving you the draft updates to prepare for this coming Thursday's draft. Our Thursday episode, uh, well, our Friday episode, which we uh, recorded Thursday night, will be reactionary to the picks in the NFL draft. So here we go. We have a full NFL draft episode for all of you. So stick around, listen through, and see what we got here. Here we go. begin this episode, we will go over this past weekly news, which will be mainly centered around NFL draft news, because there isn't much other things happening in the sports world right now. Um, in the NFL world, Jamal Adams and Odell Beckham are both suspected to be on the trade block, with Jamal Adams having been um, with Jamal Adams, with the Jets not extending Jamal Adams, and it being reported that he's a name to monitor for trade for a trade during the draft, which I'll get to later on in this. It's also suspected that Odell Beckham is probably on the trade block because of just because the Browns don't seem to be mixing with him all that well. So there's a good chance that both of them could be traded during the draft. So you should keep watch for that. There's also a chance Patrick Peterson, among other names, could be traded during the draft. So that's some of the news for what's happening. The MJ documentary, which this is not affiliated with football. The MJ documentary will be airing on um, April 19th and then continuing on the four, the four Sundays after that with two episodes airing each night. It's critically acclaimed. It's supposed to be a really great uh, 30 for 30 done by ESPN. So I'd recommend watching that. That's some more sports news that's happening in the next coming weeks. Um, this Oh, yeah, and this podcast will be uh, put out after the first two episodes have been aired this Sunday night. And then, also involving the NFL draft, there's an increasing idea that the Falcons will move up in the draft. Um, Due just some NFL GMs believe that the Falcons will trade up in the draft, which I think could be interesting, considering I had said that I thought the Falcons would be good this year, so if they move up and get a high draft pick, they're probably betting on themselves to win this year and see what they can do. That would be interesting, considering they already have a lot of talent on offense, so you'd have to assume they're going in for a defense player. Maybe a cornerback, considering they traded Desmond Trufant away this offseason, and they don't really have all that many other people at that position. They could be also going for like an in- interior defensive lineman, because they're somewhat weak there. Um, some other news, just to talk over what uh, before I do my mock draft in a second, and tell you about who I think each team's picking and when, and how they're going to do it. Um, some things to note prior to hearing the mock draft are that some the, the biggest remaining needs include a QB for the Chargers, a QB for the Patriots, a wide receiver for the Eagles, a wide receiver for the Packers, and a defensive end for the Seahawks because they won't have JV and Clowney this year. Other needs, they're very dire concerning in the first round. is The Cardinals need an offensive lineman because uh, Kyler Murray has no one blocking for him there and the Cardinals don't have all that much working on the offensive line but they have a very talented team around that so they're going to draft an offensive lineman probably at number eight but I'll show you in just a minute in my mock draft 
Um, the Browns and their dire need in the first round would be that the Browns need, need an offensive lineman as well because, once again, another talented team that doesn't have any prey protecting their quarterbacks and and uh, players on the field. So that could be – they're probably going to take an offensive lineman. That's going to be dire. And then the Raiders, uh, most likely, and they have two picks with the 12 and the 19, will most likely need a wide receiver, though I'm not sure if I believe that completely because they do have some wide receiver talent on their team. The Raiders may need a wide receiver, though. That'd be a need that they're probably gonna take with their twelfth or their nineteenth pick in the draft. Most likely Jerry Judy with their first pick there. And then the Buccaneers need an offensive tackle to protect Tom Brady. The Cowboys need a cornerback. Otherwise the Cowboys are actually very talented. And the Vikings need a cornerback. And both of those teams have very talented teams as well. As I said, the Seahawks are probably gonna need an edge rusher because the JV and Clowney's leaving. And then the Jets are going to need, like, a wide receiver and a left tackle, most likely. But, as I said, Jamal Adams is on the trade block, so they may trade away Jamal Adams and get a better pick so they can take a wide receiver or a um, or a left tackle. So now that you have the news of the draft and some of the updates on the draft prior to entering my mock draft here, we will head into my mock draft now, and I will break down pick by pick. I might summarize towards the end of the draft and not, like, give literally pick by pick, but um, in, like, the last 10 picks or so. But we'll break down each pick and what I think each team needs from there onward. And so here we go. So now that you've gotten the news, let me take you through my 2020 NFL mock draft. At, I will not be including any trades in this mock draft because when you include trades, it makes it much more difficult to keep predicting it. And it's much easier in, to just keep it straight out with who has each pick and then give the player that you think they should take at that place. Though, after I do my mock draft here, I'll do a section of what-ifs if like one play, team were to trade for something and then see how that affects the rest of the whole league and who all picks who. Um, so to begin my mock drafts, as we know, the Bengals have the number one pick going 2-14 and 14 last year. And I believe they take Joe Burrow, as everyone's predicting, considering the season that Joe Burrow had at LSU, setting the NCAA record for passing yards, pass touchdowns, completion percentage, and multiple other things, and winning the national championship there. Though I don't believe he is going to have the best, uh, going to be the best quarterback in this draft in the long run, because I believe Tua will end up being better. I do believe they take Joe Burrow at this position because they had an offensive efficiency ranking of 30th in the league out of 32, and that's by far a need at this point, and they don't really have a quarterback on the roster that's competent. So they'll take Joe Burrow with the number two pick. The Redskins select uh, Chase Young, the touted defensive lineman from Ohio State, the third one in the last five years to go in the top three probably after he gets drafted here. Chase Young is very talented, the most talented defensive lineman by far. The Washington Redskins went 3-13 and last year with a 27th-ranked defensive efficiency rating. So it makes sense for them to draft on the defensive side. If they do that, you can see how they'd be modeling after like how the 49ers did the last couple of years with drafting defensive linemen toward the top in four straight drafts with DeForest Buckner, Eric Armstead, and uh, uh, Nick Bosa, and... Um, uh, I'm forgetting the other player's name, but they drafted another player at the top towards the top their year, and then they traded for D Ford, and they're they loaded up on their defensive line, and you can see Washington do that because they draft Jonathan Allen the other year, and then they'd have Ryan Kerrigan, and they'd be just loading up on the off on the defensive line if they drafted Chase Young, which is a formula for success as we saw through the 49ers. With the number three pick, the Lions select 
Jeff, o Jeff Okuda, the cornerback from Ohio State. This pick could be traded down from in the draft because the Lions have shown interest in dropping down in the draft. They, um, the Lions went 3-12-1 last year. So I'm getting a tie. I don't remember how they got a tie. But um, they prior going to draft Jeff Okuda. They're loading up out of the cornerback positions with Desmond Trufant, who they just traded for this offseason. But they did lose Darius Slay. So if they got two good cornerbacks like that, that'd be good. That'd be a good start. Because most uh, good teams that win a lot of games have a lot of good cornerbacks and are able to shut down top receivers. So it only makes sense for them to draft Jeff Okuda because he's a surefire pick and a good cornerback who will be able to shut people down. With the number four pick, the New York Giants select Isaiah Simmons. This is probably the most talented player in this draft, in my opinion. He can do anything. He can play safety. He can play linebacker. He can rush the passer. He can cover a wide receiver or a tight end. He can line up in, as a cornerback. He can line up as a safety, nickelback. As I said, linebacker, outside linebacker, Mike linebacker. Uh, Isaiah Simmons can just do everything. And having a player on your defense that can do everything. Some people are saying that um, the New York Giants may select something different at this position. Or they might not take they might not take a linebacker because they might need offensive things, like an offensive lineman maybe, to help protect Dar Daniel Jones. But at this point, it's more critical for them to make their defense better because it was 28th-ranked defense in the, in the league last year, which is towards the bottom. With the number five pick, the Miami Dolphins select, and this is going to surprise you, Justin Herbert instead of Tua. There's speculation around the league at this moment, which was reported the other day, that um that Justin Herbert is considered by multiple GMs to be uh the safest QB in the draft. The Dolphins, even though I think he won't succeed as well as Tua, the Dolphins may be looking to just have a more stable quarterback with not much risk to go along with it. So if they get to this number five pick, they'll probably trade for just they they'll probably draft Justin Herbert. But there's a chance they may take Tua, giving he probably has a higher upside, but he's also much more risky with his injury history. At number six, the Chargers select Tua because Tua would still be sitting on the board at that point, and the Chargers need a quarterback considering all they have is Tyra Taylor and Easton Stick. That would roll out the option of Cam Newton coming there, but you would think that they'd probably start Tyra Taylor for a couple of years, for, for at least a year at least, so Tua can fully heal and can get prepared um, to become the quarterback that he should be in the NFL. At number seven, uh, the Panthers select Derek Brown from Auburn. Top defensive tackle in the draft. He was very talented, very smart player. Um, so it makes sense for the Panthers to say that because they're weak on the interior defensive line. There is a chance though that the Panthers may uh, trade down from this pick because the tra the Panthers have have made it clear that they're not sure if they really want to draft anyone at this spot. So they may trade down and just acquire more draft picks and players so that they can make their team all the better at this point, uh, but if they were to not trade because we're not predicting trades, it would be Derek Brown because he's the most talented defensive, interior defensive lineman in this draft. It makes sense that, he'll dra that they'll draft him there. Um, at number eight, the Cardinals select Tristan Wirfs, who is an offensive tackle from Iowa. Um, as I told you earlier, the Cardinals are in dire need of an offensive lineman, so it only makes sense that they would draft an offensive tackle who's very talented. Iowa seems to always produce these good offensive linemen and tight ends, so it, it's good for them to get an offensive lineman there. Kyler Murray will be maybe will be able to break out next year with DeAndre Hopkins and all, and we'll just have to see how that goes. At number nine, the Jaguars select Javon Kinlaw, who is a defensive tackle from South Carolina, unanimous All-American last year, but that was mainly his breakout year. At, being at South Carolina, he didn't get the spotlight on him all that often, but he seemed to be trending upward in the... um 
in the draft boards right now. So it makes sense that Javon Kinlaw would be drafted there by the Jaguars. Though, I do think there's a chance they trade up to the number three spot with the, with the Lions who want to trade down. And that the Jaguars select a quarterback in most likely Tua, but maybe Justin Herbert. Because Gardner Minshew isn't going to be a competent quarterback for them there. But at this point, considering we're not doing trades in this draft, they'll take Javon Kinlaw, a talented defensive tackle, to help them get themselves get back to Saxonville like they were just a couple years ago when they had Calais Campbell and all those different defensive linemen who were sacking people all the time. Rounding out the top ten, we have the uh, Browns taking Jedrick Wills, an offensive tackle from uh, Alabama. As I said earlier, the Browns really need an offensive lineman, so it only makes sense that they'll draft someone here. That would make that team really formidable, considering they have Jack Conklin at the other tackle position. And then if you have those two great offensive linemen together and you have a talented quarterback in Baker Mayfield, talented wide receivers in Beckham and um, Landry, and then you have a talented running back in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and then having David Njoku and Austin Hooper, you have a very good offense there, and it only makes sense. Going through our 11 through 20 picks, at 11, and we'll do this a little quicker, at 11, the Jets will select Jerry Judy, one of the most talented receivers in the game, who's going to be entering the draft here, and probably will be one of the most talented receivers once he's in the game. Jerry Judy was at Alabama in the last couple of years with that great group of wide receivers at Alabama, and Devontae Smith, who didn't enter the draft, Henry Ruggs, who did, and is going to be a top 15 pick probably, and then Jalen Waddell, who's still at Alabama. But um, Jerry Judy will most likely be selected at number 11 to help give the Jets some more help there around Sam Donald and to just keep helping them and see what they can do. Um, at number 12, the Las, La- Las, Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders will select C.J. Henderson, who's a cornerback from Florida. He's, a lan- he's like a lanky quarterback. He's got long arms, long legs. He can move around pretty quickly. That will be good for them because then the Raiders will be able to build up their secondary better. There is a chance, though, that the Raiders may take uh, C.D. Lamb at this pick, who we'll move on to in half a second because that's the next talent- most talented receiver on the board. And they re- kind of need a receiver because they're lacking receivers at this point with their best receiver being Hunter Renfro, I think, which is not a good sign for your team. At number 13, the 49ers, who are who is with a trade for, with Indiana here for this pick, since they picked number 31 in the draft normally. At number 13, the 49ers select C.D. Lamb. This pick will make the 49ers just so much better, considering they're already one of the top four teams, at least in the league. It only makes this their team better. And since you lose Emmanuel Sanders, who was one of their top wide receivers last season, adding another star wide receiver like C.D. Lamb, can make this team just go over the roof and maybe even have a chance to contend with the Chiefs and the Ravens and those teams that will be going for a Super Bowl next year. So this only makes the team better, and it's a surefire pick if CeeDee Lamb drops that far. Number 14, uh, the Bucks select Andrew Jones, offensive tackle from Georgia. It, um, Tom Brady needs more protection, as we know, because Tom Brady isn't all that able to move around anymore. So you got to give him good offensive line protection. It only makes sense to take the highest offensive lineman on the board at that point. At number 15, the Broncos will select Henry Ruggs, another wide receiver out of Alabama. He ran a 4-2-8 at the Combine, which is one of the top 10 times in the last like 20 years or so. He's really, as I said, really fast receiver. He only dropped, I think, four passes at Alabama in his three years there. So he will be a solid receiver at Denver, and he'll just add on to what Drew Locke has there. And it will just only help Drew Locke get better and better 
with what he has around him, and the Broncos can only get better with that pick. At number 16, the Falcons will select Caleb on Chasen from that championship LSU Tigers team. There is speculation that the Falcons will drop, will like uh, go up in the draft to get a better player and just contend this year. But if they don't, Caleb on Chasen would be the pick they'd make because he's a good edge rusher. They lost Vic Beasley in the offseason, so it makes sense that they draft an edge rusher here and just help themselves get a little better and help themselves get a little more smooth and get a good team here. Um, at 17, the Cowboys, who were 8-8 eight and eight last year, will select Christian Fulton, another LSU Tiger from that championship team last year. Seems like there are a ton of talented players coming from that team. Um, Christian Fulton will go to the Cowboys, as I said, because the Cowboys are really need a cornerback at this point. They lost Byron Jones in the offseason, who was their best cornerback, and they don't really have anybody else on the roster. So to make this Cowboys team, which already is loaded with talent, all the better, they draft Christian Fulton, the, hot, the best cornerback on the table still, and they just move on and see if they can make their team any better. And this can only make the Cowboys better. Um, at number 18, the Dolphins, who have three picks in this draft, will select Patrick Queen, yet another LSU Tiger from this championship team last year. Patrick Queen is a fast, like, smaller linebacker who's going to be able to get around really quickly. Patrick Queen will um, fit in with the Dolphins pretty well because they need some defensive help. It will only make sense for them to get more defensive players on the board here and just help their team as much as they can if they draft Patrick Queen. Um, at number 19, the Raiders will select Mekhi Becton, who, um, who was a top offensive line prospect from Louisville. Considering he was at Louisville, he didn't get as much uh, like live TV watching from well, like he wasn't as like he wasn't much seen as some of the other players were, but he's still a very good player. He ran really fast. I think it was a four nine uh time, and that's really fast for an offensive lineman. So it's good to have a mobile offensive lineman like that who can move around it, and that'll help the Raiders to get all the better on the offense side. Another place though where they could take wide receiver, so you shouldn't be shocked if you see the Raiders take a wide receiver at this place but it can only help their team get better if they get an offensive lineman to protect Marcus Mariota or Derek Carr, whoever's starting next year. At number 20, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, who went, who have this from the Rams, who went 9-7 and seven last year in a trade. The Jaguars, who already selected Javon Kinlaw earlier with the number 9 pick, will take Justin Jefferson here, making it all the harder on the Eagles in the next coming picks to get a wide receiver like they need. Uh, with this pick, it will help the Jaguars to develop around what I think could be a QB if they trade up in the draft and draft in draft two or something like that. But it will just help whoever's at quarterback right now, whether that be Gardner Minshew, Cam Newton, or Tua, or someone like that, to have just another star receiver like Justin Jefferson, who was on that LSU Tigers team. Another LSU pick. At this point, we have, I think, five LSU players drafted in the top 20, making up a fourth of the top 20 here of LSU Tigers from that championship team last year. So that only makes sense for the Jaguars. To round out our thing here, we have 11 more picks. At 21, the Eagles will select Kenneth Murray, linebacker from Oklahoma. Fast linebacker will move around, hits hard. It'll be good for the for the Eagles to get a linebacker like that considering they lost, I think, Nigel Bradham in the offseason here. So it can only help them. But they won't get their wide receiver they really need here because they didn't have wide receiver last year. Nelson Aguilar was known for dropping the ball all the time. So it 
it's bad that they won't get their wires here because there aren't any that should be drafted this high, and they've kind of run out of all their value picks. They could probably wait till the second round to get a wide receiver because there's a lot of talent in this draft at wide receiver. So they take linebacker here at number 22. The Vikings will select Trayvon Diggs, who's a cornerback out of Alabama. Alabama seems to always put out these good players, so it only makes sense that number one will get drafted by the Vikings. We said the Vikings needed a cornerback really badly, so they'll take the best cornerback on the board left at the at this spot, and it'll only make their team all the better if they can get another quarterback here. At number 23, the Pats select Jordan Love. This will be a surprise pick, in my opinion. Even though the Pats do need a quarterback because they have Jarrett Stidham, the, Jordan Love doesn't really fit the scheme that Bill Belichick usually runs, considering he had like a non-mobile quarterback. And Jordan Love's kind of not an accurate passer, but he's very mobile, Patrick Mahomes-like. So if they got him, he'd be a developmental kind of pick. But I think Bill Belichick's so tired of Tom Brady and his non-mobileness that maybe he's going to take a younger, mobile quarterback to see if he can fit that into his scheme and work that out. So we'll just have to see how that goes. Number 24, the Saints select A.J. Epinensa, who's a defensive end out of Iowa. That will only help their defense get better. The Saints are a Super Bowl contender next year, so they'll just keep adding talent to that team and seeing what they can do. Uh, number 25, the Vikings will select another Vikings pick here, the second one, Josh Jones, who's an offensive tackle out of Houston. We'll see how that goes, but they, the Vikings need someone to help protect Kirk Cousins here on the outside, so it will only make sense for them to take an offensive tackle and keep working on that. After that, number 26, the Dolphins, with their third pick in the draft, will select DeAndre Swift because they traded away Kenyon Drake uh, last uh, season. So they don't really have a star running back on their team anymore. So taking DeAndre Swift will give them a good running back to work with out of Georgia. DeAndre Swift was a solid prospect there. With our final six picks, at number 27, the Seahawks select Grant Delpit, a good, another LSU player, a great safety, moves around, can play any position, kind of Isaiah Simmons-like here. But he'll keep moving around. We'll see what he can do. And that'll just help the Seahawks defense, which was kind of weak last year, to even out and get better. Number 28, the Ravens select Xavier McKinney, a safety to add on to their great defense. There isn't much the Ravens need at this point. There's a chance they could take a wide receiver here, considering Lamar Jackson could need some more weapons around him. But I think they take safety and just work on that defense, make it even better. Just keep working on it and see what they can do. Number 29, the Titans select Yeter Gross Matos from Penn State, defensive end. Uh, the Titans really need edge rushing and line and defensive line help because they traded away Jarrell Casey, who was one of their uh, who was their top uh, defensive lineman, and they they did uh, get sign they did sign Vic Beasley, but I think the Titans need more defensive line help to help get pre- uh, pressure on the passer and Yeter Gross Matos will do that all the better. With our final three picks, the Packers will select Austin Jackson, who's an offensive tackle. He'll be good for Aaron Rodgers there. Getting more protection around Aaron Rodgers can only help him considering he's becoming less mobile by the year and he's just getting older and older. At 31, the 49ers with their second pick in the draft was like Jeff Gladney, a cornerback out of TCU. Kind of a smaller cornerback and I don't think he's the greatest prospect, but he's probably the best player on the board at this point on the defensive side and it can only help for them to make their defense even better with a great player like that. And then at 32... In the last pick of the first round, there are chances that the Chiefs may draft the running back, but I think the Chiefs are actually very happy with Damian Williams and what he did in the postseason last year especially. It's where I think they might just draft Zach Bond and help steady up their defense, which was only middle of the pack last season, really ranking, I think, 
uh, with their def- defense ranking only 13th out of all 32 teams last year, yet they still won the Super Bowl. So it makes sense. They'll draft Zach Bond out of Wisconsin, a linebacker who will just make their defense all the more solid. That is my mock draft right there. It, I may post this on something so that you can see it at another time. But at this point, that was it. You're welcome to listen pick by pick here and see what you think of each pick. It does not include trades, as I said. But now I will move on to a section where I'll talk about some 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 scenarios that could happen in the draft, which will include trades that would make the interesting all the much more interesting and some what-ifs. So here we go. In the final part of our draft uh, preparation episode here prior to our draft, I'll go over some draft scenarios that I could see happening. It would make the NFL much more interesting, as I talked about just a second ago. The first scenario that I can see possibly happening would be that the Jaguars and the Lions, as I talked about kind of in my mock draft thing, may trade, which could lead to the Jaguars taking Tua with the number three pick, which would make the Jaguars much more interesting, but then also the Lions would then be at number nine thinking they could get Jeff Okuda again as they wanted. But then I would also predict after that happened that the Vikings, who direly need a cornerback for their team, will trade with the Panthers at number seven who and the Panthers who want to trade down will um the Vikings will trade with the Panthers who want to trade down and take Okuda before the Lions can get him, leaving the Lions annoyed by what just happened and then losing out on getting the player they wanted while also losing out on having their top pick. Another scenario that I can see happening possibly is that the Seahawks may trade a ton of picks and DK Metcalf or a player of his sort to get Chase Young. Now, this is very risky considering where it is and it's not likely all that much. But um, it's from what I see, I think since they're probably losing Jadavian Clowney in Seattle, it would only make sense for them to go seeing if they could get another top player like that. And Chase Young is just a better version of Jadavian Clowney. So if they were to trade, they'd have to trade a ton of picks to get that number two pick. And then they'd have to also trade another player, maybe like DK Metcalf, who's a good wide receiver who's up and coming here, but we'll have to see how that goes. They may do something of the sort to get to like Chase Young or something like that, but that can only be risky, and it's fairly unlikely, honestly. Another scenario that I could see happening, maybe, would be that the Panthers would trade with the Falcons for Derrick Brown, and as we said, Derrick Brown was an interior defense lineman, good interior defense lineman, and the Falcons need a good interior defense lineman. So the Panthers would trade down from their number seven pick as they want to. The Falcons would trade up as they want to, select Derrick Brown, who's a good player that they would need on their team, which would lead to the Cowboys trading with the Jets at number 11, which would send Jamal Adams and a and a pick, and that pick, number 11, to the Cowboys. So Jamal Adams and that pick, and we think Jamal Adams wants out of the Jets, and the Jets don't want him there. So it only makes sense that you would have, um, it only makes sense that you would see uh, Jamal Adams and that pick going to the Cowboys in this trade. The Cowboys would have to send a lot of picks to them for this. But what the Cowboys would get, this was a safety, which they kind of need on their team after losing Jeff Heath. And then they'd also get that pick where they can select that cornerback prior to the Raiders, prior to the Panthers or the Raiders selecting their cornerback that they want here to make their, and that would just make their um their whole, uh what do you call it, their whole cornerback and safety group and DBs so much stronger, which would lead to the Cowboys being a fringe Super Bowl contender. A final scenario that I could see possibly happening 
would be another Cowboys-related thing, because the Cowboys love to make their big trades and big moves. The Cowboys may trade a pick, or may trade their pick, or a couple other things, for OBJ from the Browns, who, um, who wants out of the Browns, and the Browns kind of want to get rid of him here. And because they want also, as I said, the Cowboys want their cornerback, C.J. Henderson. They trade to the number 10 spot so that they before the Raiders, who I have predicted taking him. And then so they'd get OBJ to make their wide receiver group all the better with Amari Cooper, OBJ. That would make the Cowboys offense unstoppable. And then you'd also get C.J. Henderson as a cornerback on the defensive side. And um, they would have to send multiple picks, but it probably wouldn't be all that much to get to this. Because the Browns would only be dropping seven, and the Browns already are thinking about dropping down to getting just getting a lower offensive tackle, and then um, that would only make sense. Those are a couple of the different predictions I would have for the draft. Some scenarios that could go down. There are other things, including like Jamal Adams, OBJ, Patrick Peterson, and a couple other players. But mainly, it's going to be straight out. There probably will be a fair amount of trades in the first round or two. But we'll just have to see how it pans out when the time comes. I um, I think the draft will be interesting this year. It'll be a good break from everything else going on in society. So I think it can be only great. Obviously, I think my picks are right, of course. I think I did completely correct with all my picks here, and I think I got everything correct. But we'll all have to see how it goes when we're watching the draft on Thursday night. And and in my Friday morning episode of the podcast, we'll talk about how my pick, how my mock draft is going in comparison to the actual thing. We'll kind of summarize all that. This is the end of this episode. I know it's a shorter episode because we just didn't have all that much talked about since we're only talking about the NFL draft. But um, once again, thank you for listening. We'll be doing all we can. Always subscribe and give it the listen. Give it five star rating when it goes out on Apple Podcasts, and we'll just have to keep going here. So thank you for listening. We'll see if we can get more guests on next time. We're thinking about adding a co-host sometime here and it me, being me and a co-host. But listen, we'll probably have guests on next time when we're reacting to the NFL Draft, and it can only go that way. So um, thank you for listening. Subscribe, and um, be prepared for our Friday episode talking about the NFL Draft. Thanks for listening.